You're listening to A Date with Data with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Center. Hello, welcome to A Date with Data. I am Amy Bitterman, and this is a very special episode because I'm so excited to be joined by two of my wonderful IDC colleagues, Terry Long and Chris Thacker. And they're both um, IDC TA providers, among wearing a number of other hats. And they're going to be talking about IDC's edit check tools with us. So welcome, Chris and Terry. Thank you for being here. Thank you hey, for inviting us. Good sure. to be here, Amy. So. Um, the edit check tools, I actually back in the day worked with Terry on them many years ago. Um, so we've had them for, for quite a while now, but definitely have been making improvements and changes. But for those maybe who aren't familiar, haven't used them before, can you just give us a brief overview of what the edit check tools are and how states um, can use them? Sure. Chris, do you want me to jump in? Yeah, I'm going to just defer to you and most of them, Terry, and uh, just follow up if I feel like the need to add anything. Sure, thank you. Um, okay, so IDC does have a suite of edit check tools for SEA EdFax files and LEA EdFax files. We also have a couple of tools that we aren't going to focus on a whole lot today, but I do want to mention that we have edit check tools also for MOE CEIS data and dispute resolution data that are submitted via EMAPS. Mm -hmm. So the suite of tools uh, that we're focusing on today will be the ones that are uh, the, the tools that help us visualize uh, and review the, the EdFax files that are submitted for child count and education environment exiting discipline and personnel data so all of the all of those 618 uh, data files okay and i would just add that you know both terry and i are former state data managers so this is probably a project that's been near and dear to our hearts because it's something that we saw as a need in the field before ever coming to idc and i think terry has, has led the way on developing these tools and done an outstanding job in making it as easy as possible to uh, get the data into the system and to be checked and to make sure everything is accurate. Yeah, these were definitely tools that when we were Part B data managers together, Chris, that that we saw a need for uh, way back then and, and we always wanted to be able to make them, but it seemed like we never had time to do that. So I was so uh, grateful when we started working as TA providers with IDC and they uh, gave us the opportunity to to make these tools a reality. Yeah, these, these are really wonderful tools and have, are so helpful to states so they can run their files through and see if there's any issues or anything that might be flagged, you know, before they have to go into to EdPass and actually submit so they can get those, you know, addressed quickly. And then I think one of my favorite parts, like you mentioned, is that like data visualization piece where those those files, you know, are not easy to read for anyone um, in, them, in and of themselves. So these tools have the capability and are able to um, aggregate and display all of that data in really user-friendly ways. 
Yes, and I so like some... too, Amy, the way yeah. that the tools will present those data displays in alignment with how the EdFacts file specifications uh, will will group those different items together. I think that's very helpful. And as you noted, the raw EdFacts file isn't a reader-friendly mm -hmm. document at all. And by having those uh, uh, displays built into the system, it makes it real easy to share that information internally with your uh, state level staff and then you can even use it for external purposes as well once you get it vetted but it is an easy way that adding your edfax file data in you you literally to, to put that data in you literally copy and paste co a copy of your edfax file um, whether it be child count the fs002 or 089 mm -hmm. you actually copy and paste those um, into the tool and that there are uh, a lot of handy formulas and some macros in the tool that then uh, allow the data to be displayed into some real user-friendly tables as well as some um, edit check messages display that are that are easy to read and include hyperlinks to take you right back to the mm -hmm. original file mm -hmm. to find the location of the row where where an error may be occurring so it the tools really are a great way for edfacts um, coordinators to communicate with their part b data managers um, as far as reviewing the data in the files it just makes it so much easier than just taking that raw file and then having to put headers on it and and do a lot of other uh, more complex manipulation in excel to 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 review the file Right. And that's, I think, something you mentioned among many things that really a lot of states like is when they are getting those error messages, it can be hard to track down exactly what data the error message refers to, what the problem is. And this tool, I think, really helps to better pinpoint um, where the, the problem is in the data. It does. It does. It actually has hyperlinks that mm -hmm. will take you back to that version of the file that you have pasted into the tool yep. so you can identify the exactly which row uh, or rows may be involved um, potentially in in an error mm -hmm. uh, or something that just needs to be reviewed to make sure it's accurate yeah and, and like you said too it's it's not there's really no work involved in using this tool it's just a matter like you said of copying and pasting your your edfax file right in and then the rest happens magically due to Terry and Chris's amazing programming. So it is a very, very cool suite of tools. Um, so talk a little bit about now that we are moving to using EdPass, are there any changes that you have needed to make to the tools? And if so, um, why and, and what have those been? Well, we definitely, when we learn about EdPass, we had to stop and ask ourselves, well, these tools are doing the same sort of work that is mm -hmm. now completed in EdPass as far as doing edit checks to the data prior to submission. So we, you know, spent some time really thinking and, and talking as a group at, at IDC uh, about whether, you know, are these tools now, um, you know, obsolete? Do we mm -hmm. not need them anymore? Or do we need to go ahead and keep, you know, kind of keep them up to date keep them available for state use and after a lot of 
discussion, we decided that yes, indeed, we would want to keep them in place because we know that for EdPass, um, it's only available about six weeks prior to the submission deadline for the files. And so having these tools out there and available at any time, a state can pick up, uh, you know, if they, if they have their exiting data, for instance, um, available early mm -hmm. and EdPass is not yet open for that submission, they can pick up that tool, um, you know, uh, the SEA tool, paste in the SEA data or the LEA tool and paste in the LEA data um, to review you know, what's happening, run those same sorts of edit checks that are used in EdPass, but be able to do it, you know, prior to the opening of that EdPass window. Mm -hmm. So we decided that having that, allowing for that flexibility for states was important. So um, IDC decided to move forward with continuing to, to update and maintain these tools and improve the tools. So mm -hmm. one of the improvements that we've done is to add, very recently, add our year-to-year -year, mm -hmm. um, check capability in the tools. I might add, too, that, that Terry mentioned the fact that, you know, the EdPass window is only open for like six weeks or so, but it's also been pushed back much later than what it was previously under the old system so that it would be much later in the year that you would, as the data manager, have the opportunity to go in and check the data the way the EdPass is checking it, were it not for these tools. Uh, right now, the tools are available for download. They can, as soon as you get the data together there at the state level, you can start creating those EdPass uh, files, putting them into the system and doing some checking long before the EdPass system is ever up and running. So it gives mm -hmm. you that uh, ability to know sooner rather than later how well your data are coming together. Yeah, and that year-to-year -year comparison too is really important, especially now because it's not it was not part, at least for the child count net environments submission in EdPass. Those checks were not automatically run in EdPass. So having the edit check tools to do that is yeah, I think the really EdPass right now doesn't have the historical data in it to do yeah. those year-to-year -year comparisons. I believe it will at some point mm -hmm. down the road. This tool, where, where Terry updated it for the child count and it will be updated for the other tools as well, uh, gives that ability to check your current data to a prior year data. Usually it would be the most recent year, but you would have the flexibility if mm -hmm. you chose to add in a, a different prior year to look at it more historically if you were inclined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you really wanted to take a look at, say, um, you know, what your data looked like prior to COVID, mm -hmm. during COVID, after COVID, um, that kind of thing, you can, it, you know, it's up to you which um, years you compare in the tool. So you can use mm -hmm. it for that, you know, that straight year to year comparison that OSEP uh, uses for looking at data quality, but you can also use it for other kind of analysis purposes as well. Yeah, think outside the box. There's a lot of uses, I think, for this tool other than sort of the standard way that, that folks might think about it. I know IDC has provided, you know, technical assistance to, to states in using these tools. Um, we've also done other events. Can you talk about how IDC supports states with these tools? Sure, we can definitely any, at any time um, you can contact your IDC state liaison and you know set up a time to walk through these tools on an individual basis if you'd like. Anytime that that 
services available to you. Um, also, I think, Amy, you're referring to um, getting some groups of states together to spend some uh, kind of e extended time uh, using and, and reviewing data in these tools. Mm -hmm. We've been able to do that through IDC's hands-on learning academies. We've, we've had two of those now. We had one uh, about a year and a half ago and then one uh, just this past August. And we were able to uh, bring a few states together into a room for uh, a couple of days to spend time. We ask them to bring their EdFax file data with them. And we, um, you know, had copies of the, each of the IDC um, edit check and data display tools available to them. And we just literally spent time plugging in their state and LEA, LEA level data into the tools and, um, you know, just really spending time examining the data in those tools, looking for any errors that may have existed. Most of these mm -hmm. files that they were bringing to us, of course, were uh, files that had already been mm -hmm. submitted in, in EdFax. So they were, um, uh, had already been vetted that way. So most of them were error free, um, but but it did give them a chance to see the, these data displayed in the data tables. And like Chris was saying, we have all of the subtotals that are represented in the EdFax files, as well as all of the category sets. So each of the subtotals and category sets that are required in in the EdFax files are displayed as data tables in the tools. And it gave these states um, time to really spend uh, a, a, a good amount of time that they don't may not typically have when they're sitting in their offices mo moving through their uh, crazy daily schedules mm -hmm. to actually stop and pay attention to to the data that they're seeing in this in this table format that time component that terry just mentioned there i think is very important and something i was thinking about as she was going through this at these uh hands-on learning academies it does give the data manager or, or the edfax coordinator or perhaps a, a SPP APR lead, ever who comes from your team, an opportunity to work together and look at that away from the office where they're not as likely to be interrupted on things. And it also, there's a real advantage when, at these groups of having other states there in the same room with you that might present ideas or situations or circumstances that might not have come up in your state, but you get to hear it from a different perspective or look at it from a different angle. And, and that turns out to be very, very helpful. So the two that we've had so far, We've been well pleased with the participation of the, the staff from the various states who have attended and the feedback that we've gotten from them. We hope to be able to do some more in the future. Uh, in addition to those events, I know that uh, uh, at some of the various conferences that we uh, put on, like our interactive institutes, where we'll have uh, tools that we share. We've mm -hmm. shared this at a couple of uh, institutes in the past and gotten a lot of participation from states. I know I work with a number of states as a state liaison, and many of those states have asked for uh, explanation on how to use these tools. And I've sat with them, as Terry described a while ago, uh, and gone through the process of loading the information in there and to look for errors and to, to, to diagnose problems and issues. And it's, it's a real great, useful tool, I think. Yeah, so if anyone out there listening needs any support, wants a tutorial, has questions, feel free to reach out to your state liaison and we will connect you most likely with either Terry or, or Chris or someone else that knows these tools inside and out. 
and we do try to jump in when you make one of those requests we know that mm -hmm. you're working on that data you know right at that time and that you typically need kind of an immediate response so we try to be super responsive when you when you ask for um, assistance with the tools we try to jump right in there and schedule something um, you know within the next few hours or the next day or two um, to talk with you about these tools and especially when it's nearing uh, data submission due dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it's crunch time. Yeah. So what's going on now related to these tools? Is there anything new that you're working on, something coming out in the, the near future? Well, like Chris said, we recently, with the with the child count uh, that was due back in August, we had updated uh, the SEA tool to include that year-to-year -year check mm -hmm. since OSEP was asking states to go ahead, move forward with doing a year-to-year -year check even though one is not available in EdPass at mm -hmm. this time because uh, there is no historical data there. There's only the one year that's just rec was recently submitted, yeah. uh, one year of child count and education environment data. So it, that we, we made that change to, to the um, child count tool and now we're moving forward with adding the same year-to-year -year check also for the exiting tool that mm -hmm. that reviews um, FS009 mm -hmm. uh, edfax file also the discipline tool adding year-to-year -year check to that and that handles all six of the discipline edfax files and uh, the year-to-year -year check will also be added to the personnel uh, edit check and data display tool mm -hmm. um, that and that handles your um, FS 70, 99 and 112 files. I would also add, though, this is a new uh, as is the comparison, but the fact that we have the, the LEA version of the tool mm -hmm. is very, very helpful and fairly recent in comparison to the state tool itself. And the, the LEA tool, a, a really good function or a feature that it has, it displays or does those data displays just like the state tool does, but it will do it for individual LEAs. Mm. And that's something that you can uh, share with your monitoring team or uh, others in the office that might have specific interest about a, a specific LEA that there's concern about or just part of your routine risk assessment that you do. You can look at individual LEAs and look at it in those data display options to get a better feel for the data. So uh, I, I hate to overlook the significance and importance of that uh, addition of the LEA tool mm -hmm. not too terribly long ago itself. Yes, those are much newer tools too, Chris. Thank you so much for, for reminding us about, about those. Mm -hmm. The LEA tools do give states a, a way to to dig down into their LEA level data and you know and can be used by monitors as they prepare for monitoring visits and and for the other uh, all kinds of things that the reasons why you need to pay attention to your LEA level data this gives you a an easy way to see those data uh, that have been submitted in edfax files at, at the LEA level um, I was just wanting to also invite those out there who are using these tools to send any uh, feedback they have mm. about them, anything that they would like to see, any additions, any functionality additions they would like to have added to these tools. Um, we would love to hear from our state folks out there using the tools and have them, you know, give us that kind of feedback. Uh, tell us how 
you know, are there additional features that they want to see in the tools? We would we would love to hear that um, kind of feedback from states, and we would definitely take it into account and see if we could make it happen. And, and also share the good news that you might have, how, how well the tools work for you. you know, the, the positive comments are always great to hear, too. And it might be something that if, if states themselves share some uh, value that this has provided them, that other states might see some value in the tool as well. Sure. And we do know that some states actually use the tables that are provided, the data display mm -hmm. tables in the tools, as a part of their uh, requirement to publicly report their 618 data. Mm -hmm. So um, I, we know that that's one, uh, one of those additional uses of the tools that's out there. So we would, like Chris said, we would love to hear um, from others about how they're using the tools um, and, you know, spread the news out there. So to their colleagues, um, give them ideas about um, ways to, to utilize these tools in, in creative ways to, um, you know, that help them do their work at the state on a daily basis and also help their LEAs and schools better understand their data. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, exciting things happening in the edit check tool world. And hopefully those of you who haven't used these yet might give them a try. If again, any questions or support that's needed, we have Terry and Chris, you know, waiting and willing to jump in and, and provide that support. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably be doing more of those hands-on learning academies and, and other events in the future. So thank you both so much, Chris and Terry. Really appreciate you being on. Thanks so much for having us. It was great talking with you, Amy. Yes, it was, as always. Take care. To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content, or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.